0: 7 verses 11 to 17. You know, when I was a young Christian in the Lord, I was going to church at a time when we didn't have all of these gadgets, smartphones, iPads, all the technology. And so I just grew with a hard copy Bible. And I remember being in a a training service in the evening and someone asked the pastor at Edmonton Church, uh, what was his thoughts on Christians using phones, tablets in church. Now we see many people using these things. I see bishops using them. I see overseers using them. I see everybody using them. But I will never forget what he said. And I want to encourage you today that when you are reading the word of God you read from his bible you read from his bible and not from a device because when that minister was asked about people using their phones for Reading the word of God, he said, Your phone, regardless of how good a Christian you are, people will send to your phone all manner of madness from the world. They will send you WhatsApp videos, Facebook, TikTok, Instagram madness. And believe it or not, the Word of God is spiritual. The Word of God formed life. The Word of God formed the worlds and the universe and formed us. Mm. So when you are doing God's work, and you're reading his word, don't read it from a phone. I have Bible apps on my phone. I have concordances on my phone and I use them. However, when I'm doing it in the church or for the church, I use the Bible. Because this Bible from beginning to end, cover to cover, is only his word. I cannot say that for my phone. Mm. And I'm a minister. And I'm in different WhatsApp group, uh, work, WhatsApp groups, all kinds of WhatsApp groups, and all kinds of things are coming through there. Yeah? Mm. And it also, and I also want to encourage you, because I've seen it quite consistently, where people using their phones, to either read a scripture or to do a word of encouragement or to even preach a sermon. I've seen it. And I want to encourage you to get to that place where the word of God matters so much to you that you won't share it with what's on your device when you are sharing his word with others. Get used to using the hard copy. Why? Because we're soon going to, and I'm soon going to start the sermon, we're going to get to a place in this world where the app that we have on our phones will be altered. I'm not saying it's a possibility. I'm saying definitely The Bible apps we have on our phone, and online devices, outside forces that consider the Word of God an offense will alter it. And so whenever you go, if you depend on this, you will end up just reading their versions of the Word of God. So put the word of God in his rightful place in your relationship uh, with God. Amen. So I'm going to read from Luke chapter 7, verses 11 to 17. And it reads like this. And it came to pass the day after that he went into a city called Nain. And many of his disciples went with him and much people. Now, when he came near to the gate of the city, behold, there was a dead man carried out, the only son of his mother, and she was a widow, and much people of the city was with her. And when the Lord saw her, he had compassion on her, and said unto her, weep, not and he came and touched the bier and they that bare him stood still and he said young man I say unto thee arise and when he that was dead sat up and began to speak and he delivered him to his mother and there came a fair on all and they glorified God saying that a great prophet is risen up among us and that God has visited his people. And this rumor of him went forth throughout all of Judea Judea, and throughout all the region round about, Amen. amen. Praise God. The theme for the sermon this morning is called Victory Over Defeat. Victory over defeat. And I'm going to look at three points from this sermon, from this scripture. Life's troubles. And the second point is God's compassion. And the third point is God's power. Amen. Amen. Life in general has trouble. Unless probably only the children here don't know any trouble. But once you're a big person, life comes with trouble. Some trouble that people are faced with. Is with the health in their body. We heard the wonderful testimonies from our sisters today of God's healing, protection and deliverance from health problems. But there could be so many other problems and troubles that you will face with in your life. One or the other, come what may some people their trouble that they face is financial and they find that whatever they try to do they're always in a financial trouble some other people it's in with their workplace however hard they struggle and work they never seem to get that promotion they never seem to get that job they never seem to get that position, others just come behind them after three months in the place they get appointed above them and they always wonder why God has has forsaken them in their minds. For some of us the troubles we face could be having a sense of failure, a sense that God has given us gifts and talents And as we're getting on in our lives, we find that we um, have not used those gifts and those talents. And some people can become burdened with the thought of the sense of failure. Some of the troubles that we will face in our lives, some people their whole young life their young marriage life, everything is sweet, but the troubles that some people may have will come through their children. Some people, it's their children or one child might just be the one that's constantly bringing trouble to the house. And they wonder what have they done to deserve this? All the other children behave themselves and are making their way in their world, but this one child seems to be constantly bringing trouble to the house. Some other people have emotional trouble, trouble in the mind, trouble with their thoughts, trouble where they seem to lose all self-control and even that sense of reality some people that seems to be their trouble. Life in general comes with troubles. The Bible says in 1 Peter 5, be sober and be vigilant because your adversary, the devil, is as a roaring lion walking about seeking, Whom he may devour. So when we are there in our lives. The devil is there trying to create a problem. A trouble in our homes. A trouble in our relationships. A trouble with the family. Some trouble some way. Somehow the devil is out there trying his best to create trouble. Right now, as we look outside of our homes, we will see that the world is changing before our very eyes. The world is changing at a, at a rate, at a pace of that is extremely fast so fast it's hard to keep up with the changes right now there's millions of people around the world struggling with what the, go- the governments call a cost of living crisis right now in some places there is war and rumors of war right now around the world there is a collapse general collapse of the economy. Some people in some countries don't have a meal to eat. We have so much to give God thanks for here where we are that we know that when we go home there is food and drink in our home because there are people out there in the world even here in, in this same borough that we're in. Their fridge is completely empty. Their cupboards are completely empty. Their bank account is completely empty. And their children are looking at them and crying and saying, they are hungry, they want something to eat. Right now there is a surge of people going into supermarkets now just to steal food not because they're a thief but because they are in a trouble they're in a difficult situation where that person five years ago would never take a pound coin from a chair but now they find themselves going into a supermarket with an empty bag and secretly filling their bag with food and tin food and drinks and just stepping out of the supermarket taking a chance that if they get caught they can be imprisoned so they are in that financial trouble and even the children that we see now are being exposed to things in the world that is bringing nothing but trouble to the children. Things that when we were children we never knew about. Mm. When we were children the only thing we knew was to run up and down and play. That's the only thing we knew. But now they want to teach children all manner of satanic agenda so this woman in this scripture has met her trouble at this time the bible says that when Jesus was in the city called Nain with his disciples and many people as they approached the gate of the city. There was a dead man being carried out of the city and the Bible says that he was the only son of his mother and she was a widow and much people of the city was with her so what the author of Luke is saying here in verse 12 is that this woman's is in a position now where life's troubles is come truly on top of her she lives in a society where the women were not given gainful employment They were dependent on the men in their households to supply their needs. So the Bible says she was a widow. So that means the husband had passed away. And it says that her only son is this dead man that they are carrying out to be buried her only hope of a source of income was in her son hallelujah so the whole of the city the Bible says was with her because they understood the implications of the death of her only son she had no more children this means this woman would could potentially be a beggar now homeless now there'll be no way she can make an income now she might be having to depend on tom dick and harry she is facing life's troubles hallelujah and the bible says i'm at point two now god's compassion Because the Bible says that when Jesus saw her, he had compassion on her. Hallelujah. Praise Praise the Lord. God cares about that issue or that challenge that can be so insurmountable, so deadly, so massive that you feel defeated by it. God cares. He knows what this woman was going through. Not only is she going through her bereavement, but she's also going through the worry and the pressure of not knowing how is she going to survive now. How is she going to live her life? But what I notice about Jesus is that he recognizes all of our issues and Jesus Christ cares about your issues, hallelujah. That issue that has you up at night when you cannot sleep, when you're twisting and turning, when you try to close your eyes and it constantly comes back. I make you not sleep, hallelujah. Have you I'm talking to someone, the person that knows when they're lying on their bed just like this and looking up at the ceiling that just cannot know what tomorrow's gonna bring because life's troubles has become too much for you to bear, hallelujah. Jesus had compassion on her amen that's the God that we serve the psalmist says that when I lift up mine eyes onto the hills from whence cometh my help my help cometh from the Lord who made heaven and earth he will not suffer your foot to be moved he that keepeth you will not slumber nor sleep hallelujah Praise the Lord. The Lord is your keeper. The Lord is your shade on your right hand. The sun shall not smite you by day, nor the moon by night. Hallelujah. The Lord shall preserve thee from all evil. He shall preserve your soul. The Lord shall preserve you in your going out and in your coming in from this time forth and forevermore hallelujah yeah. praise his name praise god God. the psalmist knows what he's talking about yes. hallelujah yeah. when he says that when he's in that trouble his friend cannot help him his parents cannot help him even the pastor cannot really help him no one can help him but god can help him hallelujah Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. The woman Thank was God. there surrounded by everyone from the city, but she understood that deep down in her heart they cannot help her. Yes. Only God can help her. Hallelujah. 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 God is compassionate, He's a compassionate God. You know, sometimes when we're going through our challenges and difficulties and troubles, we initially try to work it out ourselves. Mm? We try to work it out in a natural way. Thank you, sis, for clapping. She's in the service. Yeah? Amen. Praise the Lord. <laughs> we try to work it out in our natural way. But then you get to a place. Sometimes it works, and we work it out. But sometimes it doesn't work. Sometimes that problem gets worse and worse. And if you're Jamaican, worseerah. Worse. <laughs> That's when it's really bad. That problem gets so bad you can't control it. You have to. You can't even hold it anymore. That's the type of problem, the type of trouble this woman was in. Hallelujah. Even though she had the crowd, she knew that there will come a day when it's two days from the burial, three days from the burial, when she will be somewhere on her own. The crowd won't be there with her. Even my daddy... God bless his soul used to say when it's, it's not when they when they're having the funeral that matters when you support them it's you must support them when the funeral's pass gone yes. and they're sitting at home in the house on their own that's when it matters that phone call or that visit to them matters but God has compassion on the woman. Verse 13 says "says that when the Lord saw her, he had compassion on her, hallelujah, praise God. And Jesus says to her, weep not, hallelujah, praise God. He knows he's gonna do something for her. He knows he's gonna answer her needs. Even though she herself is so broken down and so defeated at that time. She couldn't ask him of herself. She, you can just imagine she would just be tears streaming down her face. Hmm? And even when Jesus said to her, weep not, she didn't even respond. How defeated she felt. Because of that trouble and the blow that's come upon her life. First, she loses her husband, the breadwinner of the household. And now she's losing their only son. (laughs) Hallelujah. The word says that Jesus then comes in verse 14. And he touched the buyer. That's the little basket they have the body in. And Jesus speaks and says, Young man, I say to you, arise. Arise. You know, when the situation looks impossible, that's when God steps in. When we can't deal with it, Anymore. That's when he steps in. He comes to the woman, it tells her to be no. She doesn't respond. He speaks to the body and says, Young man, I say unto thee, arise. When the situation looks naturally dead and buried to God it is not dead and buried hallelujah to the doctors the physicians the funeral directors the friends and family and even the mother herself this situation is dead and buried but not to God hallelujah With man it is impossible, the Bible says. But not with God. With God, all things are possible. Hallelujah. God can turn around that trouble. God can turn around that person. God can turn around those finances. God can turn around the emotional issues. And make you brand new once again. Hallelujah. Amen. Turn it all Praise be Hallelujah. to God. Hallelujah. That's why the Bible Hallelujah. says, let not your heart Jesus. be troubled. Jesus. You believe in God. Jesus. Believe also Jesus. in me. Hallelujah. Praise Hallelujah. the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. Even if you no longer believe in yourself, Amen. believe in him, right. that he is mighty Amen. and wonderful. Amen and powerful, Hallelujah. and he can do anything Amen. that he deems fit Praise to Lord do. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise, the Lord. Praise the Lord, only believe. Jesus. It reminds me when there was a time in 2nd Kings and the prophet Elisha was faced with a similar situation. And in this situation, Elisha, and when you read the prophets in the Old Testament, like Elisha, Elijah, and even Isaiah, what's funny is that they were always out in the wilderness, never amongst their own people. And most, and sometimes the people that would tend to them were not even God's people. and the bible says that Elisha, you know who Elisha is yeah? Yeah. Bible scholars, Elisha when he used to travel from one area to the other remember they walk everywhere by foot not like us we call a uber or we jump in the car but they walked everywhere by foot and sometimes a journey can take you two days And so you would need to stop somewhere and him being a prophet wouldn't stop under someone else's roof. He wouldn't stop where everybody else stops. And so on his regular journey, there was a place where he would stop. And there was a woman there called a Shunammite woman. And this woman used to perceive that the man of God used to always stop around this area where he felt safe enough to rest his head until the daybreak and he will continue his journey. So this Shonamite woman felt compelled to build a place for him to sleep. And she did. She built what would be called maybe a little hut with its own little door. But it had a bed in there. It had a place for the candle. It had somewhere where he could just lie in and sleep on his bed and cover himself. And that's what she did for him. And when he realized that she had did this for him, he had called her to him. And he looked on her and he he said to her like, what can I do for you? And his servant told him that she is childless. She doesn't have a child. And so he says to her, this time next year, you will have a, your son in your arms. Amen. Praise, the Lord. Praise the Lord. And she said to him, Lord, don't deceive me because my husband is very, very old. And, you know, like she might have been saying, we've been trying and now we've given up because I'm big in age and he's extremely old. But so said, so done. That time, the following year, the Shunammite woman bore a son. As time went on, the son grew, and when he's a little boy, something happened to him, and he died. The Bible says that he. What it says is that he was in the field. He comes to his father, complaining that his head was hurting him, and his father sent him to the Sunamite woman, and as he sat in her lap, he passed away. Now, this woman decided now to encounter Elisha, the prophet. Remember when he told her she was going to have a son? She didn't ask for the son. She even said to him at the time, do not deceive me. And so she was once, she must be so perplexed. Her once miracle son is now past. He's not even a grown man. He's not even given her grandchildren. Nothing like that. So to her, why is God mocking her? And she goes to Elisha and she falls at his feet. And this was after when he saw her coming, because Elisha was on a mountain top, and him and his servant Gehazi saw her coming. And when you read with Elisha, Elisha was what I find was unique with him is he never speaks to people face to face. He would always send his side man like Gehazi with his word to the person. Whereas Elijah, who was the original prophet for Elisha, he would speak to you face to face. But Elisha would send someone to, he would stay in his house and send someone out with his response. And so he sent his servant down the mountain to the woman and to ask the woman, how are you? What is, how how are you? Is it well with you? And you know what the woman's response was? The woman responded, it is well. She then gets close to Elisha and she drops at his feet and she clings to his feet and she cries. And he asked her what has happened. And she said, Lord, you remember when you first met me? I asked you don't deceive me. And you said that you was going to give God was going to give me a man child. And God had given me that man child. And now that man child has passed. And now my soul is in deep distress. The long and short of it is that is that Elisha ends, ends up going to the same hut where the woman built for him, because that's where she laid her son. And he goes in the hut, and he prays over the son. And he does some things, walk up and down, lies on the son, does this and that. But eventually, by the power of God, the son comes back to life. Hallelujah. And then he calls Gehazi, his his right hand man, and he says, call the woman and tell her and give her son back to her. Sometimes when you are in the trouble, don't think on the trouble. Think on what God can do for you out of this trouble. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Elisha restores the woman's child back to life so that God will get the glory and Jesus when he saw this woman's need revives her son back to life so that God alone will get the glory Hallelujah. hallelujah There is breakthrough when you can say in spite of your trouble, it is well. Because you know that God is in control. Amen. That's what it means when you say it is well. Sometimes you say it is well and tears are coming down your eyes. Sometimes a Christian says it is well and their body is full of pain. Sometimes they say it is well and their partner is giving them nothing but hell. But they say it is well, it is well with my soul because they know the God that they serve is going to work it out and is going to turn that situation completely around and grant them victory over defeat in the name of Jesus. Only believe. Hallelujah allow Jesus Christ to speak to your trouble as he spoke to this woman's situation her son now is revived he's going to be up in the world and can you imagine this boy he's going to be known as the miracle boy everyone's going to want to know him every opportunity is going to be made available to him and through the blessings upon him by God, he will bless his mother. Hallelujah. And God will supply all of her needs. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That's the God that we serve. Even though your situation right now feels like a defeat, God was going to give you a victory yes. over that Hallelujah. defeat. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Don't listen to the devil Hallelujah. and what people say. Yes. Listen to God yes. and what God Hallelujah. says. Hallelujah. 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 Praise, Praise God. God. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Victory Hallelujah. over Hallelujah. defeat. Thank you, Lord. That's Hallelujah. the God that we serve. Amen. People who don't call upon his name. When they're in this situation, they go right down under and never come back. But we have a name that we can call on. His name is Jesus. Hallelujah. And when we call on his name, anything is possible. Praise the Lord. Don't let the defeat defeat you. Call on the name of the Lord and live a victorious life over that defeatable situation. God bless you, God keep you, God's hand rest upon you. Hallelujah, and I pray that God right now as I preach this word will grant you your victory over that defeat, that situation in your heart that's making you feel defeated. God was working it out right now to give you a victory. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And my challenge today Hallelujah. is that when he works it out Jesus. is that you glorify his name. Jesus. Hallelujah. Jesus. Hallelujah. Glorify his name. Glorify his Thank name. Praise the Lord. Glorify his name. God bless you all saints. Jesus. Just hold on to that word that in spite of what the situation looks like god who we serve can give you victory over that defeat god bless you hallelujah praise god hallelujah praise the lord